What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the inaugural episode, the relaunch, if you will, of the Play Economics podcast, breaking down the business behind the world of video games. My name is Bobby Kwecki, and joined with me today for the first time and for the long-term future, my good friend, my buddy, my Apex partner, Matt Mascari. This guy. That guy. I am honored to be here, Bobby. I really am. I can't wait to play some economics. I I am honored to have you here. This is something that uh, we've been wanting to do for a while. Uh, you are one of the few people I know who has as much of a deep passion as I do uh, for the nerdy-ass world of video games, as well as the cold, hard, capitalistic future of making that money. And where they overlap each other is really interesting and really fun, and I'm happy to have you on. You know, as both me and you know, the gaming industry is still a finance industry, still a business, and it's run like a business. <laughs> and it's crazy to see what actually goes behind all of these games we play. It's, it certainly is. It's certainly uh, an interesting thing. So, so for context for people who don't know, so you guys can get a little bit to know uh, us. I've known Matt for... 11, 12 years at this point? More. It's got to be about then. I think. I met Matt I in had 2008. 2008. Which, quick math, quick math. 13? 13, 13 years. years. So almost, That's it. So almost right. Yeah. And uh, so, we, so we've been buddies for a while. And so this just kind of seemed like a natural fit. So if you were oh, listening yeah. for a little while, I was doing this solo for just a touch of time. And uh, it was all right. It was a little bit of a proof of concept, but I wanted to bring Matt in because he is quite knowledgeable. And he's quite knowledgeable about the other side of gaming. Uh, I am a big PlayStation fanatic. And Matt, what do you what do you play on, bud? I love I love me some Xbox and I love the PC gaming. My two favorites claim to fames, Apex Legends, World of Warcraft. See me in the arena, whatever arena you pick. Apex, the Apex games, World of Warcraft arena. We do an array. What can do we you, want? Can you do World of Warcraft PvP? Is that a thing? Yeah, there's arenas. Three v three, two v two, battlegrounds, rated battlegrounds. I never knew that. Can you put your mic closer? Because I want to hear your luxurious voice. Just a touch more. Is this close enough? Oh, that's that's right on the money. Good. Side. I can bring it right here. No, we're good. We're good. Yeah. We're good. Awesome. So yes. If you're here for the first time, if you're returning, this show is going to go live every Monday when the stock market bell opens 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. You can find us there. You can find us on all our social channels that we will be leaving below. And if you guys like what you're listening to, please leave us a good review. Give us those five stars on iTunes, on Spotify. Share it with a friend who also loves video games, who also loves that cold heart. Share with your mom. Share with your mom. They share on Facebook. They do share on Facebook. So much. My mom's they're, always on Facebook. They're always on Facebook. They're sharing cookie videos and they're talking about the stock market and how it relates that's, to games. And that's what we're going to do here. Um, that's not what my mom does. That's not what your mom does. I don't, I don't think my mom has Facebook. So she got what, 77 comments on a cooking video. Listen, Crazy. Some of those cooking videos are out of this world. Okay. Fire. 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 I get 90% of my dinners from those cooking videos. Bobby. Bobby is tasty. He's just the guy that does the tasty videos. 
Shout out to AC sponsor. Please, please do. We're <laughs> it's the first episode. Um, so yeah, Cash what crap. would you say is kind of our goal with the show, Matt? If you had to, if you had to elevator pitch, what? what yeah, what, so what, I think. Yeah, yeah. Ele- quick elevator pitch. Like we said in the beginning, everyone sees video games. They one hundred percent. They see the product and they don't see the business and the financial sides behind it. Obviously, me and you are both very financially vested in uh, different companies and different uh, organizations. So, like, we are very on the pulse of that. We see it, and I really just want to get that across that, like, there is that aspect to gaming. There's also that side of the industry that makes it like every other industry, but also it's rapidly expanding, rapidly going in a great direction, and we want to be a part of that. I would say it's expanding more than any other industry in the world right now it's quick certainly quick it's, it's horrifying in some ways but i love it all right so without further ado let's let's jump in because we picked a doozy a dandy of a week to start this matt we uh oh we picked it we so picked much news so much news uh and i think we're gonna how do we approach it so we're gonna be talking about activision we're gonna be talking about activision but we're talking about it from the financial side we're talking about it from the business side nobody's here to say who was right who was wrong until all that dust settles, we're just talking about the the, uh, the financials of it. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to be talking about some big numbers from PlayStation. But why don't we ease into it, Matt? Why don't you tell everybody what we've we been playing so people get to know our tastes just a little bit better? So like I said, I am definitely more of a competitive game player. Not the greatest, but just reach platinum rank in Apex Legends. Just saying. Shout out to Thick Men. Thick Men, that's my uh, club, just for anybody that's playing, if you guys want to join. But um, So I've been playing a lot of Apex uh, when I get the time to play video games, swapping between that, Assassin's Creed. Uh, Which I Assassin's tried. Creed you on? That new one, the Viking one? Yeah, the Viking one's fire. Yeah. I was watching uh, Vikings while playing that. Ragnar Lothbrok might as well be my dad at this point. Just gets you hyped. I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, they, they, they hooked me with the... Uh, the the ancient Greece, the three hundred Assassin's Creed. I hadn't played for a while, and coming back to that one, I was like, "Oh, this is a different game. It's like playing Destiny almost. Yeah. Like it's it's a, it's crazy. It's, it's almost like a like a MMO. I feel like with all the gear and stuff like that 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 you it's so good. go through. But I was all in on the Viking one. It was a little long, but I liked it. Yeah it it was definitely long. It it wasn't slow though. Like it started real quick. They they, they spoiler, but they murder your whole family in the first like 10 seconds and you just get to watch it as like a 10 year old kid it's fucking wild yeah they get you out of that tutorial pretty quick which i appreciate oh yeah love to see it that's good i've also been on that you know i I was big on warzone i'm a diehard warzone player and much like how i am with assassin's creed i was like with call of duty i used to be all in on assassin's creed and the last one i played and like really was all in on was the pirate one because pirates are just cool as hell, right? Black Flag was good. It was just such a cool idea. And then I totally fell off. They went to France. They had a couple other ones in between, I think. Um, but I'm like that with Call of Duty, right? Where like the last one I was all in on was Black Ops 2. Black Ops, yeah, Black Ops 2. Solid game, solid game. And then they, they kind of jumped the shark. They went to space. They went. They had Kevin Spacey in one of them. If you remember that they one, they did. He, he was the bad guy. They, they put a Before lot, of, put a lot of that acting vision money into the Kevin Spacey cameo. Yep. Um, but the, the minute there was like robots and stuff, and I was like, I'm good in here. 
And then you know what they did? They said, you know what Bobby likes? Old Call of Duty. He likes he likes original Call of Duty. So they put out mm-hmm. that World War II one. And I was like, oh, Facts. ooh, this is this this scratches the nostalgia. It's in a way that I'm borderline uncomfortable with. And then I think they'd made another near future Black Ops. And then they made Modern Warfare, the new Modern Warfare. And I was all in. I was back Solid. back on the feed. And yeah. then they put out Warzone. And I am of the opinion that of like the classic military shooters, Warzone's the best one. Right? But you've been okay. saying, oh, Apex, 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 Apex. So That's Warzone not classic, gets a little, a little tedious. And I played Apex when it came out on and off. But I'm liking it a lot. It's a different game. It's a different yeah. game than Warzone. All movement game or and gunplay versus like it's just it's it's really good. The gunplay is just amazing. In a way, I find Apex slower. Despite the fact that the movement is so much faster, I think the time to kill is slower. I so, think it, yeah. if Compar- you get held up in COD and you don't know how to handle yourself, you're done. But in Apex, yeah. there's a little more time to be like, okay. What is this team running? What are their characters? Like the guns are slower, which I like. So we're going to jump in. We're going to play some more games. And then other than that, waiting on the Ghost of Tsushima DLC. Loved Ghost of Tsushima. Loki, if anybody has story-based Xbox game recommendations, I'm looking for one. I have a little less time, so the competitive is hard to keep up with, but something I can just play. Do you play play Control? What is it? Control. Control. Play control. I'll play it. Down is it on Game Pass? Pass? Speaking of Game Pass, so. what a we'll transition. Talk, we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's what we've been playing. A whole bunch of stuff on the horizon. Um, Skyward Swords out and stuff like that. But just it's, you know, you're yeah. kind of on the, the competitive, just having fun, casually messing around with it. Now, that's enough that's that's dilly dallying. For sure. Let's talk about it. Because it's, we can't not talk about Activision Blizzard. And the colossal dump truck filled just bad day. I'm trying, I'm yeah, trying to I, keep it PG. I, I think we should start off with what a mess. Like what a just failure on like so many fronts that Blizzard did, Activision did, with just the whole scenario. And the more the like so so for so for people who don't know. Uh, in broad strokes of kind of what what's going on here, and this is not political, it's not accusational, it's just what's been reported up till now. Uh, there were several accusations of impropriety uh, at Activision um, along like the Me Too type stuff lines. Um, Activision has sent out several, I would say, tone deaf responses from their C-suite. Um, and because of that, over this like two and a half weeks, we have seen a huge roller coaster in terms of Activision's business and their outward facing presence to their their customers and I guess to the industry as a whole. Um, because it's 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 crazy to see such a big company f- falter in such a big way. Yeah, it's I'm pulling up their ticker right now just to over the last two weeks what their stock has. All right, it recovered a little bit, but we're talking when this was announced. Yeah, so where were they at? Like, what did they drop to? 
yeah, late July, we're looking at a high of 91-ish. 91.73 is what I'm saying. And then today was as low as 80. So not a huge swing. Not not a swing that would really put a massive dent in them long term. But I think... Yeah. But like an 11-point swing because of a PR issue? It's a rough one. It's, it's definitely yeah. a rough one. And again, I don't necessarily think that the swing was because of the issues itself or the accusations, rather. I think it was because of how they handled it. Um, I mean, you had Bobby Kotick, the CEO of Activision, come out and say that their goal is to be the model that all other companies model themselves by in the future, which is like, I guess, like, I don't know. I I mean, I have my feelings about Activision Blizzard. I'm... I like Call of Duty, but that's about the only property I really interact with them on. Um, yeah. Blizzard less so. I, I guess the, the main thing here is, number one, so you have all these accusations, their stock takes a hit, and then you say, okay. And then you start seeing the resignations. That's that's the, the yeah. newest thing. So, yeah. Yeah. So we had Jalen Brack step down, resign as the CEO of Blizzard. And he is replaced by Jan O'Neill and Mike Ibarra. And I definitely pronounced both of those wrong. But um, they're both, in I mean, internal enough. They're from acquired companies. I think she was at um, Vicarious Visions. And I don't see in the articles that we looked at where he was from. But the recent projects they've been on have been amazing. And in the state that Blizzard is currently in specifically with like their IPs, like world of Warcraft, Overwatch, Diablo, they are just a dumpster fire of how they're going. They had a BBC article where one of the biggest streamers for world of Warcraft basically was like, I quit game was trash. And now the company's not even being run. Well, he switched to other games. Preach Gaming, shout out, sponsor us, that's cool. Um, (laughs) But uh, the fact that he was in a BBC article, it's just ridiculous how poor such great IPs are doing. And like what content they could be putting out. And on top of that, having all of these internal, just terrible issues within your workplace, it's a hard combination. It's a hard combination. So to me, is it, because the way I look at this, is is this a chicken or the egg kind of thing? Because if I look at Jalen Brack, right? He's been CEO. Yep. He was an internal promotion after, and I forget who Morheim. Morheim, right? Because yeah, he was Morheim. Morheim was at the helm for a while, right? Yeah. And Morheim yeah, yeah. was at the helm for a lot of big deals, right? And he left right after Overwatch. So if we look in that time period of the last, let's say, five to six years, like yep. if we take right after Overwatch dropped until now. What have we seen from Blizzard other than bad news? Forget internally, um, from forget from a PR perspective, from a product release roadmap. What have we seen? We've seen lackluster things from World of Warcraft, and you know a little bit more about this than me, but even I can say from the outside looking in that it hasn't been anything great. Yeah, I think the last like respectable and like well-received expansion was Legion. And if that was... Shadowlands has been out for like a year-ish. BFA was out for like two years, two and a half. So Legion's launch was five or so years ago. Right. It was probably the last project that 
Morheim worked on. Okay. So we see that transition after. Exactly. Uh, then you've got Overwatch, which has, which had so much potential. What a shame. <laughs> because a shame. not only did Overwatch, because here's my thing, and here's something that Riot Games is just now catching on to, where they have this huge stable of characters and universe. Yep. And only now is Riot, Riot Games made Valorant, and they're making a fighting game, they're making a card game, and they're making a show, right? I couldn't tell you one thing about League of Legends. Uh, no. No. But no. I can tell you a whole lot about Overwatch because those characters are so damn cool, right? So you've had five years, and they've done what with those characters? Nothing. Um, They made a couple. Let me tell you something, but... I forget when they were, but when I was still playing WoW, some of the Overwatch cinematics and the stories behind them were really, really good to the point where, like, I hadn't even played Overwatch at the time. I logged in, I bought it, and I was hoping for a Netflix series for the Overwatch characters. Right there. They made them so, so lovable. So lovable, so cool. But you, you say Netflix show, right? Now yeah. is, is the boom where you have the companies like Netflix making the Castlevania show great, making The Witcher awesome, right? Doing expanded IP work that does mm-hmm. justice to the original thing. So what have they done with Overwatch? Nothing. They let Overwatch falter. They're losing sponsors from their, their only eSport right now. Solid. So Right. Yes, they have Call of Duty League, but those are different audiences. To my, my, my yeah. the people who are watching Call of Duty League are not watching competitive Overwatch. They I, do. They do have the World of Warcraft PvP scene that has a competitive league. They got the Arena World uh, Champions. Would you say that that generates money on the same level that a Overwatch team or Overwatch World Cup does? I would need to pull it up, but I would think I would think similar. They had their own scandal a little while ago, though, and it broke up one of their top competitors and lost uh, the biggest guild in World of Warcraft. Trashed through so much pretty similar things to what was going on in actual Activision Blizzard. So, but it, it pulls in. But it's I would I think I think you're correct. I think that Overwatch would pull in more money. But so that's two great, IPs great right show. there that are long-term cash cows that they're completely neglecting. Then they have their whole Diablo thing with the, oh, what, you you don't have a cell phone or whatever. Was that Jalen Brack who said that on stage to the guy? You know what I'm talking about? When they yeah. announced the Diablo uh, I don't know game. if it was him. He, Jalen Brack definitely said the uh, when they wanted Vanilla World of Warcraft, which for people that don't know, they wanted them to remake the original one and let people play, which they eventually did. He said... Um, his exact quote, I believe, was, you guys think you want, you think you know what you want, but you don't. Basically telling the players that they, they that Blizzard knew better than for what they wanted. And then they eventually released Classic anyway, which was great. I did play. Retail's a little I'm, a, I'm of the mind that the comp- I, I, I am one of those people who... So there's a famous quote by Henry Ford, right? Where where it, it's something along the lines of where he's like, if two years ago you would have asked people how to improve transportation, they would have told you a faster horse, right? But, yeah, that's right? fair. 
I, so, I, I see where you're coming from. And I do think the business minds do know generally better. However, they know better for profit and they true. know better for efficiency. They don't necessarily know better for user friendly or what general customers want. They know, like, for example, World of Warcraft, their metric, at least from what I could tell, is playtime. How well, long course. are you engaged with content? And that's what they judge what is good content. And it's basically grind content and like unneeded grinds for just hoop to hoop to hoop to jump through. The general consensus is that people don't like that. But you're playing a lot because you want the good content that's at the end, the dungeon of the raids. So you're going through that crappy hoop jumping content. And they have that metric to prove that you did it and that you're playing it. And they're equating that to enjoyment. Which isn't so, necessarily true. Yeah. So exactly. I, I agree with what you're saying. And like business does no business. And it does it will improve itself, but there's a little bit of customer ingenuity that you're gonna you're gonna need to have like a real successful product. Exactly. So all of this to say that Activision is in a Activision Blizzard, right? Is in a rough spot on the whole. Because for every uh Crash Bandicoot remake that they have, or for every Tony Hawk uh remaster that they put out, they have a Blizzard big falter. They have something that completely overshadows any of their smaller wins, right? Yep. And with reports that the new Call of Duty is not doing well, that there's this very malign development process, and you know, people are saying, will it be the first year in since 2004 that they miss a yearly release because love them or hate them? Activision shows up. We mm -hmm. have not gotten a year without a Call of Duty in a very, since 2004. Every year there's been a Call of Duty, right? So where do they go from here? What what is your you know Q three Q four roadmap? Just kind of rounding out the year of where you think Activision ends and how they go into twenty twenty two fiscally and and from a business standpoint, considering like the releases that they still have in the pipeline. Um, I mean, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna bottom out real soon, and not bottom out as mean like go under or anything. I mean, they're gonna hit their lowest point in the next like month or so and then the hype for the new things are going to come <coughs> sorry knocked over a vase um but the hype for the new things is going to recover them in the november to the christmas times because they're just they're going to pull out product and they're people are going to buy their product it's the holiday season people are going to buy call of duty people are going to buy new um expansions diablo immortal i believe is termed to either have some type of update or, or the, the remake in that the time. remakes coming out too yeah. right yeah yeah and then the gonna get hype around overwatch 2 they're gonna be hopefully doing a lot of pr stuff to improve worker conditions and hopefully more public things come out about that as the year goes on so i think it's i think personally it's gonna drop to another five ten percent and then swing back up to about 85 so like right a little bit above where it is now so i don't think it's just out of curiosity because i know no, uh pandemic actually had a, a very positive sp uh, fiscal spin on the gaming industry as a whole where were they at ticker wise holiday 20 yes yeah, so holiday 2020 78 so down from where they were at their high now so they were still going up so, so they went into 2021 on an upswing. Yeah. 
Huh. They peaked at they peaked at March at around 104 per share. March, what was it? I'm trying to think. Did they have any like super bullish news that came out in March or any big game releases that came um, out in March? Not not that I could think of. Unfortunately, I was kind of real out of the Blizzard loop, real focused on real life work and Apex Legends. <laughs> so so that's that's interesting to me because World of Warcraft, and then we'll we'll move on topics here. But just as yeah. a, a quick aside, I I find it hysterical how World of Warcraft sort of set the standard for video games in terms of structure for long term play. Like you were saying, like there's that grind and you want that expansion. But in yeah. terms of monetization, right? The whole industry went through this weird roundabout way of, uh, you know, DLC passes. You had to pay for multiplayer, like day one DLC and all this kind of weird stuff only to arrive back at Game Pass subscription, PS Now subscription, Battle Pass. Not quite a subscription, but pretty much because you want the new one every 10 weeks, right? You're going to re-up that. So it's so funny how there was this long circuitous thing and people just ended up back at the tried and true model because world of warcraft is still subscription based right yeah so it's the flat rate for the game subscription based but i think everyone knows where they really make their money in the cosmetic microtransactions the services like the server transfers the character boosts the um, race changes all of the things you don't need that you pay real life money for and then the introduction of the wow token which you pay real life money that you could then trade for in-game currency oh, and in-game God. services which is a whole nother topic whole nother topic but, a whole nother can of worms that i don't know yeah, if we're going to get into but, but the closing so they do sub and microtransactions, which are whew, which is like a like a jab hook combo that really yeah. is just like oh and everybody's and everybody's going back to it. So the final word, yep. I would say, at least for Activision Blizzard, considering where they are now, considering everything and considering what they have lined up going forward is I'm in the same boat as you, where I think people have a real short attention span and a real short memory for stuff yep. like this. And in, you know, a month or six weeks, as terrible as it is, there will be another headline. There will yep. be another headline about another whatever, but this will quiet down. And that brings us into early yep. September with, oh, then maybe they get some good faith from a Diablo, the Diablo 2 release. And then, oh, Call of Duty, whether it's good or bad, Call of Duty is still the number one selling game every year. So I, th- I think th- I think this yeah. that this is a wash. This is, this is just a, a blip on the radar, but, you know. Vote with your wallet. That's all I'll say. Is yeah, if I you're mean, if you're someone who is not hunky dory with Activision Blizzard, don't know buy their games. But we all know yeah, you're gonna buy I Call mean, of Duty. Yeah, I, I mean, I to be honest, I haven't played a Call of Duty in a long time. But I was playing WoW for like twelve years. It's done now. But would I have canceled my sub because of this? Maybe, but. I don't. It doesn't make me hesitant to go back into it. Yeah, they're not treating their employees correct. If they come out with a banger, <laughs> if you tell me that the next expansion is something crazy and I'm gonna love it, and they remove all their trash systems, and I can hop in, log in, hit up some arena, and then log out, 
and I don't have to do some bullshit grind. You're back in. You're back in. Like I might it never happen. You give me a kiss. I might give it a you shot. It I might give it a shot. Fine, be that way. All right, so that's Activision well, Blizzard. We'll keep you guys updated on that. Let us oh, know yeah, below sure. what you think about it, how you feel about it, uh, where you think they're going to end. We'd love to hear from you guys down in the comments, oh, for sure, uh, for in, the, sure. in the YouTubes, wherever you guys are watching this. So, Matt, why don't you? Mm-hmm. And and we're actually before I want to talk about the PS5 units, but we want to take a little detour here, just a little fun little interlude that you brought to oh. our attention, um, <sighs> just a little while long uh, before we started recording. Um, that that is interesting considering uh who it is involving so take it away bud so i believe what you're talking about is the current swap in the richest people in the world right now so all of us know of our friend jeff bezos elon musk (laughs) bill gates and mark zuckerberg all big tech names and then we have the new richest man Bernard Arnault, who is the CEO and chair of LVMH, which is the world's largest luxury goods business. And he's got, they just have their fingers in like every single like high fashion thing. Their big thing is Christian Dior, but they have, um, trying to pull up one of the other ones, but they got Louis Vuitton. They have uh, Marc Jacobs, Hennessy, Sephora. So just all high quality. Luxury brands. Really top, nice top brand. Tier stuff. Top tier luxury brands. Rich man in the world now. Came out of nowhere. I, I didn't see it coming. Elon had that two week stint that he was uh, above Jeff Bezos. And all of a sudden, not a tech company. Rich man in the world. For how long? Probably not very. Jeff Bezos is coming back. He wants his title. Yeah, Je- Jeffy B is coming back with the vengeance. JB. Oh, yo, him and Justin Bieber should make a song. I would love nothing more. I would love that. I would love that. that Get on it. Get on it. Jeff, if you're listening, Justin, you as well. I know you listen. Shout out, Justin Bieber. He's our boy. He's our boy. Get on that. All right. Get on that. Now, next story we got up on the docket. And this is an interesting one. And it's from the good old boys at Sony. Boys and girls, all the all the folks who work at Sony, and that's uh, Sony officially confirmed this week that PS Five has sold ten million with an M units, and that's wild to me. Now on Team Xbox, and we'll dig into what I I think that that means, but just from the outsider perspective, what what are you thinking over on Team Xbox? So you actually said something super interesting. How many Xboxes do you have? I have I I don't have all of them. I bought them for other family me- or I procured them for other family members. But I managed on launch day to get three on launch day. <laughs> so you didn't you didn't pre-order them? Uh, yeah, they were pre-ordered. But like on the pre-order day, I got three pre-reserves. So all like from the same rough. place or like different retailers? Uh, all Microsoft Store. Huh? Crazy clutch. Three different accounts it was what a trip what a day it was what a day it was shout out my brother's wife she she financed she financed the endeavor no no no. she just financed all of the system she was like no no no, i'm just gonna uh she just like kept pressing enter on the keyboard and somehow ended up with three of them and i was like cool Uh, cool, 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 cool." love it Uh, i'm real happy that it was that easy for you to get an xbox um (laughs) so nice (laughs) uh meanwhile over in my world, 2.30 in the morning, 
I'm I'm underneath the covers like a 12 year old crackhead hitting refresh <laughs> on the Amazon page. Wait, because I missed out on the Target when Target mm. did their their pre order allotment. Rough. I missed out on Best Buy. I missed out on Walmart. And then it was like, oh, at 11:30, you can, you can pre order the PS5. Now I wanted the discless one. I ended up having to get the one with the disc, 100 bucks more. I love it. Fine. I don't own any love physical it. PS5 games. Not the point. Point is, I'm hitting F5. I mean, like mm. many people. I get it. It's in the cart. Bang. Checkout. Secured. That was in, I don't know, like September-ish. Yeah. So I'm waiting, waiting. On release day, like that, that you know, that week before release day, I'm like, oh, yep. it finally updated when they say, like, when they give you like the delivery, when it goes from like, mm-hmm. oh, order pending to when that when they're going to release. And then Amazon was like really trying to trying to test me because then they showed me, you know, how sometimes they'll show you where the little car is. Mm-hmm. Now I'd stuff to do that day. Not anymore. And it said, oh, it'll be delivered between like whatever, 215 and 515. And I saw what the little point. car was in my town. So I, <laughs> I put Nicole in the car and I started driving around <laughs> while she's refreshing. <laughs> sick person so i found so hold on so then i find an amazon truck i get out i say hey here's my order do you have a package and the guy looks at it he goes no it's on another amazon truck he's like two other blocks away so i fasten the furious over i find the other amazon truck you vin dieseled it i vin dieseled it found the amazon truck you did it for family i did i did it for yeah the family is is our me the PlayStation and Nicole. That's that's. I the, saw the know, photo shoot. The, the my maternity he did a photo shoot. shoot. I'll put. I'll, I'll insert the photo into the podcast. Right. <laughs> he, did, he did a maternity, a maternity shoot, shoot with, with the PS5. So I find the guy and I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's raining out. It, I, I don't want you to leave it on the porch." And the guy's like, "Ah, oh, but I, I got to dig through the boxes." And I was like, "I don't want to nicely be like either you're going in the truck to get it or I'm going in the truck yeah, to get it." Like where somebody's getting this. Is somebody's getting it right? So he pulls the box out. And he's like, is this a PlayStation? And by that point, I was like, yeah, yeah I got to go anyway. <laughs> so I got it. I got it home. I love my PlayStation. But it was a whole endeavor to get it. Yeah. And that's the, and, like that. and that's the common thread. That's the story for a lot of people. That PlayStation 5 has been incredibly hard to get. Chip shortage, this shortage, whatever. But how COVID. do you sell 10 million units? Okay. Also, for- how is 10 million units a shortage? That's so many. But <laughs> so can you imagine what Sony's projections are if 10 million is a shortage to them? Yeah. I mean, they're projected if it's a shortage, their projections must have been lower. They must have been higher. They wanted no. to as in they thought yeah. they were going to sell more but they couldn't cuz they didn't have the supplies to, right? No, I would think that they projected less and they couldn't keep up with the ramp up demand. So like they over they undershot it, which means they had to backfill a bunch of them. Yes. Okay. I understand where you're coming from. My thing is though, PlayStation 5 in the same amount of time that it's been on the market yeah. as PlayStation 4. So if you take the same amount of time, has sold more units than PS4s in that time. How is there a shortage? Number one. And I can go on yeah. for hours about the whole, oh, we believe in generations, bup, 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 this and this. Number one question is what would the number be if not for the scarcity? I think it'd be much higher. Oh, you think if they they just had them on the shelves, I everyone that wanted I th- one could get I one. I think they would still be flying off the shelves. Like if you could go yeah. line up outside Target, 
because yeah, of the amount of goodwill that they're just like PlayStation 4 took a lot of people by surprise. Sony did everything right, PS4 generation. Right? Yeah. They ate Xbox's lunch at every turn, which is exactly why now, to me, I think Microsoft is, is punching back so hard with, you know, Game Pass and stuff like that. Game Pass fire, though. Right. What a genius. Does PlayStation have anything like that? Yeah, they do. They have PS Now, but it's it pales in comparison to Game Pass. It's, yeah, it's not Pass. even half the service that Game Pass is. I just got Final Fantasy VII and... Yeah, you oh, something else. I'm literally downloading it right now. I was doing that, and then for Sarah, I was downloading the freaking Ariana Grande concert on Fortnite. Which amazing marketing! I don't know who thought of that. I think they the first one was Travis Scott. Whoever thought to put concerts in Fortnite? Genius promotion. Genius today. If they didn't get one today, I'm a big fan. But my question is, how long do you think this can this can ride? Because there's a couple things that I think play into this whole Sony. Like they're still riding on a lot of goodwill. And as somebody who is a diehard yeah. PlayStation fan, there is no reason to own a PlayStation Five over there, the P- PS4. There is no number one game that makes oh, yeah. you say, "I need it." Whereby this time in the PlayStation Four, you had Bloodborne. You had an infamous game. You knew Uncharted 4 was on the way. Yeah. We've had Demon Souls, which is a very niche game. You got to be a special kind of person to hate yourself enough, like me. I love From Soft <laughs> Games. You Miles got Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cross-gen Spider-Man. game. So why am I buying it on, on? It's Yeah. Cross-gen game. Since when? Since always. They released it on PS4 and they released it on PS5. The next oh, cross gen. I thought right. you were gonna cross play. I was like, bro, no, I no, cannot play Spider Man on Xbox. No, no. So, Sony knew better. They locked that down. Uh, then what do we have? We had Returnal, another very niche game, yeah. much like a like a Souls game. Then you had Ratchet and Clank. Awesome, great. Was it? I'm a lot so of fun. Jealous. I platinum did. Looks I like a loved, Pixar movie. I Gorgeous. loved Ratchet and Clank. Oh, it was so good. One game. Yeah, that's fair. One game, and they just said that they were going to delay the Horizon Forbidden West, which is that like robot dinosaur game. If you, yeah. you know what I'm yeah. talking about, but that's cross platform. That's also cross generation. Yeah. So why? So so how long can they sustain this? At what point are people like me going to wake up and be like, "What the fuck? What, what am I doing here? When are you going to give me? When are you going to justify my five hundred dollar purchase?" That's my question because I can't be the only one thinking like this. You can uh, you can say that all you want, and in theory, I think you're correct. How long had when was the first PS4 uh, PlayStation came out? Late nineties. I want to say when did the first When did the first iPhone come out? Two thousand seven, June two thousand seven. So, and so you're saying ninety eight versus two thousand seven? That sounds about in right. yeah. roughly ten less years. Apple's come out with 12. Not sure. Of the same thing you just mentioned. It's just. Uh, What's my reason for upgrading? Yeah. You don't need one. You don't need one. That number five at the end of that PS, at the end of the PlayStation is why you upgrade it. 
And it's always going to be the reason you upgrade. Because you they made a new one. It's got to be better. To the average consumer, it's got to be better. Nobody thinks like... I mean, it's it's good. To be honest, yeah, I like it. Right. I, you're definitely right. And that's the worst <laughs> part about all of this. Is you're 100% yeah, like, right. They, they, can come out with, they can come out with a new Xbox tomorrow. And I would consider it. <laughs> like, I... I would think long and hard. Like if they came out an Xbox Q, I, there's a good chance they might have me. They so, might have. I'm also extremely marketable. That's true. You, you get me to buy almost shiny anything. Shiny things get me get me really yeah. excited real fast. If you don't, get a don't bring good cover. You get a good cover to anything. Whew. So okay. <laughs> so 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 you think? So do you think that Microsoft at some point in this generation will? overtake sony in the gaming space in a way that they had in 360 which by the way by the end of that generation they were more ps3 sold than xbox 360s but they had them in the first round they They had had them in the the first first round round. however i think i don't think they necessarily need to beat them on units sold if they can get the most amount of money out of their units with game and i think that with game pass yeah so, like, if you're getting months and, like, if you have, I think it's 6.5 million is how much the Game Pass went. Or not Game Pass, how many Xboxes sold in the same amount of time as the 10 million PS5s. If you could throw Game Pass onto enough of those that your profit margin, which is very small on consoles, their, like, console profit margin is, like, little to minimal. I would, argue, I would argue that they lose money. I would argue that Game Pass is a significant loss leader. Right now? Always. I think in perpetuity. I think it's going to be a very long time before Microsoft turns a profit on Game Pass. I don't think so because they don't need to, like, they don't need stores like GameStop anymore. Like, they don't need to sell their product to other retailers. Like, they just have it. And how many people just re-up their sub and not know? Fair enough. So, like, I think they're getting, their return on that is, I think it's going to be quick. Because, like, I just bought it. I bought it for a dollar a week and a half ago. That's how they get. Am I gonna? Money. Am I gonna notice the re up in a month? Probably. I'll see it, and then I'll be like, ah, well, I got it for another month. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It already, by the time you see it, it already hit the card. So then yeah. I gotta wait till next month. Yeah. Yeah. And if I am a upstanding financial member of the society, I will take that time to cancel it. However, me, like almost everybody else. I'm not gonna we'll do be that. like, ah, I'll cancel it at the end of the month. I got this subscription I'll anyway. Wait. And here we go, 10 years later, and I still am paying for my Game Pass when I'm currently on my Xbox queue. I think, and I've said this to you off off air before, but I think, I think we're going to get to the point where everybody realizes that they're playing in their own sandbox. Nobody's competing with anybody anymore. I think the yeah. next frontier is, is subscriptions, but nobody is competing with Nintendo. Right, that's why the Steam Deck is such a big deal. But Nintendo is over here, and they've got the handheld market by the balls. They don't put yeah. their games on sale, and all of their first-party IPs are system sellers. Okay, but you're not buying a Switch as your main console. You're buying it as a supplement. You're not buying it for Call of Duty. You're not buying it for no. right, right tool for the right job. You're probably buying it for your kid. You're probably buying it no, for your kid. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, you've got Sony, which while they don't have this big, 
in, you know, impressive library of any game you want at any time. What they do have is a much more well-curated thing, right? I would argue that the six biggest games <clears throat> Sony put out during the, the PS4. Like, so what Sony does is if you have a PS Plus, which is like their Xbox Live equivalency, yeah. you get a play, PlayStation Gold, PlayStation Collection. It's some kind of a thing yeah. where it's like a mini Game Pass where they have like yeah. this Hall of Fame of games, right? But in there, you've got Last of Us, you've got God of War, you've got Horizon, you've got uh, Bloodborne. I would argue those four alone are better than the top 95% on, of games on Game Pass, regardless of how many you have. Uh, as like revenue generating, or as do you think there's better games? Just better games. Games that will um, make you say, if you have an Xbox, ah, damn it. Last of Us 2 looks so good. Yeah, that's oh, fair. I bought, man, I bought Game Pass. Good. I bought Game Pass for Final Fantasy VII. And pause when you say Final uh, Fantasy 7, you mean the remake or the original? The remake, okay, fair enough. Uh, Final Fantasy 7, Mass Effect, the Gambit of them, and then the Halo series. Okay, so those are, I mean, those are heavy hitters, but like they're not single player story content to the caliber of what you mentioned, exactly. So, but my point is. They're not competing with each other. Microsoft no. is not trying to put out the next Last of Us. They're not trying to make this big emotional art piece about self-destructive revenge, right? It, it, they're not doing that. They're putting out Halo, yeah. which, by the way, let's talk about Halo for a sec because I know they had the, the tech test. Or like They were sending out invites. We didn't get one, so. That's fine. Whatever. It's cool not Microsoft. Fine. All right. Sponsor us. Get Bungie on the horn. Yeah. Putting in a call tomorrow. Got yeah. it. My point is with with Sony, Sony seems like they're on really loose footing right now. And if Halo comes out and Halo comes out in a big way, I think that puts a dent, a real big dent in Sony. What I like about what they did with Halo is they pulled it because it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And I think too many companies designers products are coming out half done underbaked and they're selling you dlc in a month and a half or they're updating and doing patch fixes in a month and a half they said halo was not up to standard and didn't ship it and they sh- they really needed a launch title what did series x launch with phoenix rising it was trash sorry if anybody enjoyed that game it was awful you're also trash i'm, I'm yeah. just gonna say Immortals yeah. Phoenix Rising was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's I'll say it. It was so, the, what a upsetting night I had after spending sixty dollars on Immortals Phoenix Rising, and you got in at full price. Bang, they got you. Oh yeah, mm. I bought it the day it came out. Literally had it downloading during work, pre-purchased it. I'm sorry, I'm I'm so sad. I'm sorry, I'm lost, man. Mm. <laughs> uh, what that sixty dollars could have done. <laughs> anything else but back to the original point (laughs) didn't it didn't launch with anything launched with no solid real game and they could i would have bought halo it could have been 
it could have been worse than Phoenix Rising. It really could have been, and I would have bought it. And you I would still bought it. it. Yeah. yeah, but they pulled it. <laughs> so I respect so, that. So do you think? <coughs> excuse me. Do you think a really you know dangerous Halo release puts Sony in a bad place long term? Again, do you think this ten million is just a head start? Long term, I don't think so. Don't think I think so? it might make the Series X like outperform it in a blip. But I think they just Sony's just got the content and they got the they have that space and they are gonna be there. They have the game content and Microsoft has a lot of stuff that they're into. I don't know where the Xbox is on their like set of priorities, so I don't know how much they care. Obviously they want to do good, it's their product. But I don't think a heavy, heavy Halo does long-term damage. If PS5 doesn't deliver after, maybe some long-term damage just for the PS5's lifespan. And you might see a swap in people buying Xboxes versus people buying PS5s. But I don't think Halo is a big enough pull to people that don't play Xbox. Like, I think... I agree. I yeah, I think Halo reinforces your Xbox and keeps people playing on Xbox, but I don't think it's pulling anybody from PS5. I'm right there with you. I, I don't yeah, think like Halo I'm... is as big as it once was. I think like yeah, no. if this was a Halo 3 like back in the day, then yeah, 100%, but yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you that I don't, think this is, I don't think this is something. But yeah. what worries is. me is that Microsoft is making all these acquisitions, right? They've, mm-hmm. got, they've got all, mm-hmm. and especially with the Bethesda thing, I'm so excited. If Microsoft gets wait. their life together with just the amount of studios that they have, they can bury Sony in just amount of releases. Because what I said before, like think about it, two real big games, Demon yeah. Souls and Ratchet and Clank. But if I'm Microsoft and I own uh, ID, Bethesda, Double Fine, all of their other uh, Ninja Theory. Uh, 343, Gears of War Studio, Undead Labs, uh, the the Forza team. Like, Microsoft owns so many studios that if they really got their life together, could just every other month put out a big title. And there's nothing Sony could do about it. Imagine Elder Scrolls 6. I think it's Velenwood, Xbox, that's what they're saying. Exclusive. Well, Starfield's I, exclusive. I would, I would, I would die happy if Bethesda put out an Xbox exclusive Elder Scrolls game. I don't think I would ever need another video game in my life. Done. Yeah, here's my thing, and I've and I've Xbox again, I, I've mentioned this before, but I think if I'm Xbox, I think the most baller advertising move that you could do is not make it exclusive and say hey matt hey bud hey you new elder scrolls right you have a ps5 70 bucks you have game pass day and day ten dollars a month same game what you gonna do hear me out hear me out hear me out you do that i like the idea i really do what if it's a delayed release? Like a time holiday release? Season. Yeah. Like you get Xbox gets it June. PS5 gets it 
November. Well, that's that's Black an Friday. old thing. They used to, I mean, back in PS3 and Xbox 360 days, there were a bunch of games like this. I think Skyrim was one of them. That and I'm gonna look this up. I'm almost positive that Skyrim had a delayed release on PS3, and I think Bioshock as well. Um, I don't know about Bioshock. I feel like I wouldn't care because as long as it wasn't a delayed release on my console, didn't really care. I think the last thing I saw that was a delayed release was the Crash series, the new Crash, the Insane Trilogy. Uh, yes, I, I, I know which one you're talking about. Dragonborn PC release. Prescott, but does anybody also care? on an unrelated note, specifically for the fans, Wayne, uh, Spyro, the Reignited Trilogy mm-hmm. should have came out on the Switch immediately. And I'm upset about it. I agree. I think that's like yeah. uh, that's the uh, let's see here from Kotaku in 2012. Skyrim didn't play nice with PS3. Uh, we did a time. Yep, it was a delayed release. It was Bye, a much. delayed release. I knew it. So here's my question because we're running a little bit long here, and I want to make sure that we don't take up too much of people's time. Is tying this whole conversation together and something I just mm-hmm. realized I must just crap my pants is speaking of all this exclusivity yep. for the last few Call of Duty games who has their branding partner been? PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah. Do you think the reason we haven't seen this year's Call of Duty is because they were set to announce it at the PlayStation thing and Sony said listen Get your house together before, you know, we go out to bat for you. I don't don't think that's a wild speculation on my part. I I think that's I think that's a pretty wild speculation because Activision correlates things so, so well that if they were if they were releasing something and it was planned to be released somewhere, it's getting released. Yeah, they don't they don't mess around with timelines. And I think that's why some of their products suffer sometimes. But when they got a when they got a hard deadline, they got a hard deadline. They would have released it if it was planned for it. And mm. I mean, unless Sony had that much pull with them to say your game's no. not coming on our stage. Yeah, and I, I don't think they would do not for Call of Duty. If it was something else. Oh, I still want to believe you. I don't know. Foil. I don't Put know. It on. But because my thing is Get I feel like we foil. would have seen the new Call of Duty by now. I feel like we would have seen it by um, now. It's coming out if it is coming out and it's coming out in November. It's August. Yeah, unless it's... Clock's ticking. Yeah, I get that. But, like, we don't even have a title, nothing. People are speculating it's called Vanguard, but nothing concrete. That's kind of cool. Yeah, they're saying it's going to be, like, another World War II one. That sounds tough. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, you were... It is suspicious. It it's is a pretty... little suspicious. It's but a little... they could be pulling... They could be pulling an Apex Legends. No marketing. Free. Oh, just drop it? No. Drop no, and pay no, streamers. No, no, no. Drop and pay streamers. All of a sudden, Warzone's not doing well. Apex is all over the place. September 10th release. Boom. Call of Duty. Vanguard. I don't think they have the balls. Download it. I don't think they have the balls. I would love that. I, think I would love that too. I think it, I think it would be great. I just don't think they have the balls to do that. that I, 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 I don't think they would take that gamble on one of their biggest properties, especially when things are so in flux. I had no idea who Respawn was. I had never played Titanfall 1. I had never played Titanfall 2. The sheer 
like just baller status of releasing a game with no marketing, no announcements, and just putting it out there and saying streamers play. Advertising day of money. I would rather what? every game be like that. I think that should be every, what a move. every marketing cycle. Because like think about like Bethesda actually is that's the Bethesda is somebody who I, I can say kudos on that. Like when they did that with Fallout 4, like they announced it in June and November it was out. That's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, yes, I think that is the correct way to do it. And I think that is the way to best use your product. But there's something about a you it's don't out. know. You go yeah, get it like right now. Just, yeah. It's just like it's out. I mean, those just are the baller that. E3 moments where they're like, oh, and you can play it now. now. Like when they do that. Download it. Oh. And everyone at E3 is like, damn. Just goes nuts. Wish I was home next to my Xbox so that I could play. Bro, so, okay, quick little aside before we jump off here. I went to yeah, E3 yeah. in 2017. It oh. was the first E3 where you were allowed to go, where they opened it up to the public. So I was like, yeah, I gotta yeah. go. And bro, there were people like bringing their like, um, like Xboxes with like the screen on it. Like, have you ever seen when people like put the, I have, and playing them on their show floor? I was like, bro, what? It's ridiculous. People different lives. Different yeah, lives. That's hardcore. So, yeah. Matt, thank you so much for joining Bob. me and me joining Anytime. you on this inaugural episode. How'd you feel? Know, Did you so like excited. it? <clears throat> was so it good excited. for you too, Matt? Oh my God, I loved it. What a passion project. What a passion project. Yes, nice. it is. Solid. All right. Well, that's it for us this week, everybody. Again, if you like what you're hearing, if you want to hear more, if you love video games, love finance, and love all the cold hard cash that goes into the things we play, let us know in the comments below, and we will see you guys next week on the Play Economics Podcast. Yeah, I'll see you guys later. What? <laughs>